You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up-and-coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, Every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer chat. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Game Changers. I have a very special guest today, an extra special guest, Adam, I can't even talk today either. I have an extra special guest today because this is the first time we've had a money expert on the podcast. So we are speaking to Amara today, who's actually a money coach, but specifically what she does is help millennial couples take control of their finances, which I think is so, so, so amazing. So she's the creator of the business and podcast Sense of Dollars. And today I'm speaking to her all about money, how to get in control of your finances, not from a manifestation perspective necessarily, but more from the practical side of things. Amara is absolutely on the ball when it comes to this kind of stuff. She's been in the industry for quite a while and has a real, real passion for just general, not general knowledge, but just practical knowledge is a better word for for those who really want to get their finances in order. And she also has a passion for, well, a vision, I believe she once said to me, that she really wants to help the next generation of you know, kids actually become financially savvy. We don't learn about money in school, which is a very sad thing. So I'm really, really excited to jump in and we talk all about entrepreneurship and money and even side hustles and things like that. So this is an awesome episode. Let's jump in right now. I've been listening to disco all day, so that's why I feel like I need to sing everything. (laughs) Let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome officially back to Game Changers. I don't know why I officially welcomed you back. I mean, it's probably only been a week since you listened to a previous episode, but I have something very, very, very special in store for you today because this is not a topic that we have covered at all here on the podcast, but I know it's an area that so many entrepreneurs struggle with. So we're actually going to be speaking to Amara today, who is a very, very near and dear person to my heart, and she is a personal finance expert. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, my love. 
basically what we're going to do today is talk all about really how you as an entrepreneur can set up your finances, all of the different things that you need to think about, all of the different areas that you would possibly need to focus on. We are going to go into it all. So lovely. Hello. Hi. Hello and <laughs> <Thank> welcome. <you. laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I am a personal finance expert. And yeah, so basically I my business is Sense of Dollars and it's all about helping to break that stigma that so many people attach to money and just the taboo-ness around money and just making sure that everyone understands how it works and how to make it work for them rather than like against them. So yeah, that's basically what I'm all about. And yeah, I'm so excited. So thank you for having me. <laughs> I love it. One sec. I actually yeah, do no. edit this because I need to put a hug. Yeah, no, you're right. Every night he goes crazy after having dinner, like rubs yeah. his face all over everything. Cool. Awesome. Okay. okay. So my love, I am so, 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 so excited to tuck into all of this finance stuff. So most of the people who are in the audience are really probably starting at that like side hustle level. Yep. I would love to hear your advice for someone who's like just started their business. They are brand yep. new. What are the steps that they can take to set themselves up financially so that, because, you know, there's a lot of advice online and I'd love to hear your opinion on this as well, but there's a lot of advice online, like just quit your job, you know, go. And I don't personally think that that's the best solution. I don't know what you think, but how can someone set themselves up financially so that making that transition from side hustle to main hustle is much smoother so they're not stressing about money? Okay, so I 100% agree with you that it is absolutely, I would never tell someone to just quit their job and just make it your full-time thing, especially when most of us aren't even making any money in our businesses in the first instance. So no, definitely not because the income that you're getting from your main job is going to fuel your business. It's going to fuel the income that you then use for your business. So definitely don't go jumping and quitting your job. I know it's super tempting. Trust me. I know. Um, but yeah, don't be doing that. That's for a start. So keep your main job. That would be your hundred percent first step. I know it could be hard. Maybe consider finding something that you could use a little bit more flexible. Like maybe you're in your full-time nine to five and you could find something a little bit more in, you know, hospitality where your hours are more flexible. So you can allow yourself the freedom to still be working on your business during the day when you maybe prefer to work. So that could be an option. I know it's not ideal for a lot of us because we're in a career kind of thing, but yeah, so that could be something that you'd consider. Um, can I just sort of stop you for a second? Because I'm so glad that you said that because it's such a, I guess, like again, with the whole like taboo topic, yeah. so many people are so afraid to, you know, leave a career and to go work in hospitality because of the yeah. ego behind it, right? Yeah. But ultimately, and I'm sure you would agree, what's more important is financial security. I mean, working yeah. behind the bar is not the worst thing that you can do in the world, especially if you're working towards your dreams ultimately yeah. at the end of the day. But it is a much more adult you could say but a much yeah. more secure decision to say okay my my full-time job isn't giving me the flexibility i need to build my business or maybe there's conflict issues or anything yeah. like that it's much 
more, it's a much saner idea for you to go then say, I'm going to work in retail or a bar for the next, you know, six to eight months while I build my business and build my financial stability rather than saying, I'm just going to quit because I need all the time in the world to build a business. Yeah, of course. And I think it's a matter of personally weighing up the pros and cons. So for me personally, I work in banking, I work in finance full time. So I'm not going to go quitting that because I'm going to learn so much from that job. Whereas but, you know, I've come from a hospitality background and I understand how that works. So a lot of us have, like in retail or hospitality, growing up, going through school, whatnot. So we've all got that kind of background to fall back on. So if for whatever reason it stopped working for myself or if for whatever reason it doesn't work for someone listening today, it's, you know, go back to hospitality and use those skills. You could, some hospitality jobs pay better than full-time jobs on an hourly rate anyway. So I know. Yes. I, I thought $30 an hour when I worked in a bar. Yeah, I know, right? And then the nighttime hours, uh, they pay more. Weekend hours, Sunday. weekend rates, 100%. So there's, you know, there's never an excuse to feeling like you don't have any money to put towards your business because you can always earn it. Babysitting, like that's another one. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely number one would be 100% jump in have a job. job and have a job, especially yeah. when your business isn't making any money, especially to cover the cost of your rent and your food and all that kind of thing. So of course, weighing up and making a decision based on what job you want, but keeping a job, definitely. Yeah. That would be number one. Um, number two would be to save. So figure out how much you need to be putting towards your business, how much your business needs to be taking from that income that you get from your, work, your job and put that aside, put that just towards your business use the rest of the money to live, to pay your rent, to buy your food, all that kind of thing. Limit those expenses and then put the, the rest of the money towards your business. Invest in your business. You're essentially investing in your future. So yeah. it shouldn't be that hard for you to make the decision to go, okay, every single dollar that I'm not spending on myself, I'm going to put towards my business because I believe in it and I want to invest into that for the future. And the more you invest now into that of what you're getting from your job, the quicker you'd be able to leave your job in order to start making money from your business. So it all feeds into it. That's a really good point as well, because I don't think a lot of people, maybe it's an imposter syndrome thing, or maybe it's a fear thing, but a lot of people don't actually see their business as an investment when it is really ultimately at the end of the day, it's like a savings fund. And just because there's not that hundred percent guarantee of a dividend or of a payoff, yeah. The more that you do put in and the more that invest both with resources, time, energy, love, attention, and yeah. finances, of course, the more that you're going to get out of it. I also just really want to highlight a point that you said because, you know, so many people have this expectation that as soon as they jump into business, it's like, bang, I'm going to make money and leave my job and go work on a beach. The yeah. realisticness of it is for anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're starting from ground zero, it's going to be some time before your business actually yeah. makes money. I mean, a lot of people even look at me and say, oh, you made money straight away. It's like, no, two yeah. and a half years of building an audience and then I made yeah. money when I launched my business. So yeah. that was a really good point as well. Okay, so someone is, they've got their job, yeah. they're saving. Yeah. When do they really know that it's time? Like how can they kind of like, if their business does start making money, what? how can they supercharge that to, I guess, know when it's time to leave their job? I think, okay, my perspective on this, and this is, this is, is totally personal. Like you could, 
I've heard of stories and I'll, I can go into some if you want. Yeah. But Love it, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so my personal opinion is as soon as you've reached a point where your business income, the money that you can take from the revenue that your business is making into your pocket, that will cover the current income that you're getting from your salary. Okay, so you still so you're saying on top of business expenses, yeah. you need to be able to pay yourself your wage. So say for example, you got paid paid a five thousand dollar wage a month, and your business is costing you two thousand dollars a month. Essentially, yeah. when you've got seven thousand dollars regularly incoming, that's when you yeah, could- yeah. Awesome. In my in my the way my brain works, yes, a hundred percent, because that would give you the peace of mind as well, knowing that you've consistently been able to grow your income to that level, and yeah. you can cover your business expenses, and you can cover your personal expenses yeah because okay. you need to live as well you can't just cover that two thousand dollars yeah and then go oh yes yeah, sweet i can get my job no because the business is just going to cover the business expenses yeah yeah okay. so what are the, some of those stories then that you were saying other people oh. so i heard on a i was listening to a podcast episode and i i'm pretty sure it was the daily edit so everyone knows the daily edit yeah. they didn't start taking a wage i think until so they they're lawyers so they were yeah. on like $300,000 salary or something. They didn't start making, taking any kind of money from their business and they kept working as lawyers until they were making like millions of dollars in their business. Like they, mm-hmm. those girls were nuts. So there were two of them. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. So it's definitely personal for everyone. They didn't feel comfortable quitting until they knew, okay, this is a real thing. This is viable. This is going to make money and yeah. I can afford to leave my job. So they were in a different headspace in that regard. It totally depends on who you are. Do you think there would be any impact on that decision because there are more than one of them? So possibly the business building stage was split. So the time management was a little different to say in a solopreneur. Yeah, definitely. And I also think that they probably reached a point where they had to agree on something. So maybe one was like, oh yeah, but we're making enough to cover our income. So that should be fine. Whereas the other one was like, no, I think we should wait a little longer. And they had to come to a compromise. So maybe if it was just one of them, it could have been very different. Um, But yeah, together they decided obviously on that as a, as a compromise in some way or another. So yeah, definitely. And they had to cover both of their income. They were both earning 300,000. So you'd be minimum 600, I guess, to be like, yeah. Because I must, yeah. Because I must admit, I um, didn't start taking a wage, a proper wage until yeah. this year, as a matter yeah. of fact. There you go. However, I think I'm not, not in a necessarily, sorry, one sec. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants love. <laughs> I usually do this in the middle of the day and he's asleep. So it's like, <laughs> like a, a, a toddler playing up at this time. You need to go to sleep now, but... I must admit, yeah, so I did have um, George's income when I very first started my business before it was making any money, plus I did have a redundancy payout at the start to kind of um, at least get me through, and then I was doing sort of my social media marketing business. So I kind of had, you know, again, well, I guess like the advice that you said, but I didn't start taking a full-time wage Mm -hmm. until this year. So as you said, just, yeah, it it is going to really depend on the person. I don't think there's necessarily one right or wrong way about it but also i think it is just about like being intelligent about it like you know how much you need to live and you know how much you need to put into your business and at the end of the day 
I think something that's really important that you said as well is that it's not like the first time you make that 7K. Yeah. You you have that one month where it's amazing because business income does fluctuate. So, you know, until it is pretty consistent, and I would even say maybe above. Yes, yeah. And yeah, we're going to leave. Yeah, definitely. That will allow leeway for a a lower month when perhaps you didn't do a launch or whatnot and you didn't make as much income. So you've got a bit of a buffer there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I know something that you're really, really good at um, in terms of your advice is not necessarily being like frugal, but I guess looking at, because we've spoken a lot about how we can start to save, Mm. putting that kind of budget towards the business. For someone who's just not a saver, who's maybe a little bit of a spender, how can they start changing their habits so that they can take your advice and start yeah. putting that money in their business? Yeah. Okay. So I'm very glad that you said not so frugal because I hate that word so much. Same. What does it even mean to be honest? <laughs> oh, to me, it's just like the worst because it just changes your mindset around money. So first up, I want people to just stop thinking frugal in yeah. any sense of the word. So don't, put your headspace in a sense that I don't have money or I can't afford anything or I can't do this because I don't have money or whatever like that, whatever. You've got an income. You can afford to go and buy things. You just need to change that mindset to say, I can afford that brand new dress or brand new handbag, but I'm choosing not to buy that brand new bag or brand new dress because I'm choosing to invest in this business instead. So I think the main thing to do is just to shift that mindset around needing to buy everything and all of this new stuff and to try and impress people or to try and, you know, have a new outfit every weekend because you're going out every weekend or things like that. Like just stop thinking like that. Just like it's, I know it's easier said than done, but it's actually not that hard to do. You just need to say, no, I can't afford to do that because my priority right now is actually to invest in my business, to invest in myself, to invest in my personal development. It's not about, prioritizing dresses and shoes it's about prioritizing you know your business your future your investment which is your business yes. so I think that's probably the, the main step and it's not easy to change your mindset around that at all you've got to there's a lot of work to be done there's a lot of things that you need to be able to uncover as to why you're spending what are you what's making you make those decisions over your business why are you prioritizing a dress or shoes over that um but yeah, I think number one would 100% be to change your mindset around how you think about what money means and why you're doing what you're doing with money. So where would someone even start with that? Because I guess, is this a very practical piece of advice that you're giving or is this maybe a little bit more of a personal development piece of advice? Like, are you saying that they need to start uncovering maybe their money blocks or some Mm. fears that they have to lead them spending in a certain way? Like how would someone even start on that journey? Yeah, I think it definitely has a lot to do with money blocks and the mentality that you have around money. And a lot of us are brought up with these kinds of things because of the influence we had from our parents and those external factors. And the external pressures of social media as well now are just making it just like compounding the fact that you've got all these money blocks and it just makes it, it does just make it worse. So yeah, it would be a lot of personal development and chatting with someone who has this bird's eye view rather than your mum who probably was the one who influenced this mindset or your sisters who probably have the same mindset as you um, going outside of your family or outside of your little circle of friends and finding an external source who can look at your, your position objectively and give you 
really solid and strong advice and assistance throughout because it's not going to be easy. And changing your mindset isn't just a matter of just flicking a switch and going, oh, my life is like this now. It's really, you've got those current people around you who see you in one way and see you spending money and all that kind of thing to just change and go, actually, no, I don't want to spend any money anymore. And they just see you stop spending money. They're going to question like, yeah, what is this? Like why? And they're going to try and make you, you know, pull you back and say, what are you doing? Why are you changing? Go back to your old habits. You're weird. Weirding me out. Like, yeah, yeah it's not, it's not an obvious thing to do, but when it does happen, it's such a drastic change that yeah, you're going to be influenced and you're going to be, you're going to feel so pulled in all different directions. So yeah, I think getting someone external to come in and help you uncover those things because you probably won't see them and no one around you will see them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think that's really important. So you're more so like referring to like a coach or Hmm. someone who's like, you know, personal finance, (laughs) personal (laughs) finance coach. I mean, (laughs) you're asking, (laughs) but I think that's really good because already so many circumstances were coming up in my mind, Hmm. um, not from necessarily my own personal journey, but experiences that I've had with clients Hmm. who, yeah, are trying to go on this personal finance development journey. And they're like, but my friends always want to go out for these like expensive dinners or my family, you know, we, we always do this kind of thing. And it's just really hard to kind of break those quite often generational patterns and explain to someone, no, I'm actually doing something that's against the grain. I'm actually going to go put my finances, my love and attention into something else that's over here. So it's like almost even just having that support from, yeah, a coach or an expert that you can have those conversations with and they can give you some really good advice on how to either manage the situation or even manage yourself in the situation. Yeah, especially if you're not aware enough of how to go about doing those things. So for me, when I first kind of started on my um, personal finance journey I put in with me and my sister so we used to just go out and buy whatever the other person wanted for their birthday right so we implemented or I kind of implemented this budget so from that time on it was a couple of years ago now we actually now stick to a budget I do this with my friends I do this with my sisters and we agree on a budget that both of us are comfortable with spending on the other one and we base our present choice on that budget knowing that we're both going to spend this much on each other because we're both comfortable with it. So it could be $50 one year because one of us is, you know, a bit and yeah. And it could be $110 for the next year. Like it it fluctuates depending on our situation, but we definitely, it's a conversation that we have between the two of us and we agree on that amount of money. I mean, I think that's a really good perspective that you just gave as well, because quite often we are so afraid to maybe even have that conversation about the why behind, you know, getting your personal finances together with our friends and family. But as a matter of fact, they might be quite open to receiving. I think it's just about being able to articulate it in the right way. And I guess that's where the help of a coach would come in because yeah, quite often, you know, when you really do like in any area, not just your personal finances, but when you go out there and start bettering your life, it really does have positive influence on the people around us. It's just yeah. that you have to be courageous enough to stay strong yeah. when there is resistance in the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a little while for them to catch on because they're still stuck in their ways, but then not until they see improvement in your life do they think, oh, actually, I think she's onto something. So yeah. then they'll catch on and they'll jump on and be enthusiastic about it because they'll realize how it can actually help them rather than hinder them hinder them yeah exactly yeah Yeah. I love that so back to like I guess someone who's starting a business you've given some really amazing tips on saving you created a podcast which was all about things that you've stopped spending on 
Do you remember? I do. <laughs> so I'd love to hear those things. Like what I want to go back down to the practical because I mean, I'm so even interested for myself. I must put myself, I'm, I've definitely gotten better this year. I think I've sorted myself out probably since knowing you, <laughs> but I, um, I've, I've sought myself out a little better this year, but I've definitely considered myself to still be like an unconscious spender. I think, yeah. you know, yeah. you get to the end of the month and in my, joint account that I have with George it's like sometimes I really have that where did the money go yeah um so what are some of the things that like maybe people don't know they're spending on or what are some of the things that you stop spending okay so before I go into what and why yeah first thing I want everyone to do is just start unsubscribing from all those emails that you signed up to so <laughs> we are constantly bombarded by just ads and selling products that we don't even know we don't we don't even know that we need it. Like, it's just ridiculous. So just start unsubscribing. Every time you see one pop up, unsubscribe. It doesn't have to take you an hour of sitting there clicking through all the emails. Just whenever a new one pops up, just go, oh, I don't want that, unsubscribe, rather than sitting there and scroll through and then jump on the website because we've all been guilty of it. Definitely. Um, so definitely do that before anything. Um, but some of the things that I've stopped spending on, if I remember correctly in my podcast, um, homewares. Okay. I've stopped spending on homewares and that was, it wasn't so huge for me. I think it was worse for my sister because yeah. she's, she's like studying to be an interior designer. And so for her, it's just like coming into my place is like probably just the devil. She's like, oh, I want to fix this place. But it's just, honestly, it was, it's just useless spending. So yeah. I was so just like, I'm, I don't need to spend all of this money. We're not in our home of, you know, the future. So we're not buying anything that's going to suit us later in life anyway. It's like a temporary place that nothing will, you know, nothing will come back with us through our life from this unit. So yeah, we stopped buying homewares. Um, well, I must say that's a huge guilty one for me. It is for so many people. You know, mine's even worse though, because mine's bed sheets. And yes. often it's because like, I'll get to have used one set of bed sheets yeah. and another, and then I won't have washed those and I'll want to change these. <laughs> but I'll. You well, don't have a clean one. Yeah. So I'll go. And that's bad anyway, because you should wash them because they've got yeah. chemicals on them, right? Well, I was just going to say, don't you wash them as soon as you wash <laughs> Not always. <laughs> you know, when in, you know, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, you got to make an. Experience. I'm not buying cheap Kmart <laughs> bed sheets. Okay, I'll buy Urban yeah. Republic ones. They're not That's as bad, but don't I don't smell. You know, sometimes when you buy bed sheets from Kmart, they actually smell like chemicals. Like, yeah, like the plastic that it's been wrapped in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, homewares is a good yeah. one. But homewares is a hard one for so so many people. So yeah, Kmart is and Target for those in America is better than our Kmart here. But yeah, 100 percent guilty pleasure for everybody. Just yeah. You don't look around you and think about all the things that you've got. You can go another. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market with what you've currently got in your house you don't need yeah. to buy that extra candle it doesn't yeah. it's not going to make a difference to the quality of your life yeah that's um, 
So HomeWares was one. Oh, I cancelled my gym membership. Good. So I wasn't using it. Yeah. And when I signed up to it, I thought I'm going to sign up to it because I'm going to spend money and I'm going to feel like I need to go. So doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work at all. So I've started going for walks and runs. We've actually got a gym downstairs in the building. So for us, that's pretty good, although yeah. I don't really use it that much. Um, but it's there if I need it. So if I do want to have a workout session, I've got it downstairs. I don't need to go to classes. So yeah. I've cancelled my gym membership. I've stopped buying books. Cool. I no lo- Yes, I no Kindles? longer buy books. Um, I don't have a Kindle. I either listen to it. There's a lot of books that you can get on just YouTube. You can just listen yeah. to the audio version. Or, and I've become a member of my local library. So I go for a little walk and go and pick some books and then, yeah. And at the library, you can actually say, if they don't have the book, you can ask them to buy it. And in Ah. most cases, they'll buy it. Yeah. To add it to their collection. So that's an option as well. That took me a little bit of courage to sign up. It took me about three weeks to go for the first time, but yeah, I've stopped buying books and every now and then I'll buy one because I want to add it to my collection. Yeah. Um, But it's way like it's maybe one or two a year, I think since. Yeah. 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 So it's a lot less than I was buying probably two or three a month back yeah. in the day because I just love reading. So yeah, stop doing that. Cool. Something that just came up as well is uh, I recently went through my iTunes, you know, when you go in, if you've got an iPhone and you actually yeah. go into like your Apple subscription and then go into your actual email and then you go to the subscriptions section yeah. and there's, there was like a list of about 30 things that I had signed up for that were just charging me like every single yeah. month, but little things yeah. like the, the yeah. body guide or something yeah. that you maybe signed up for, for the free trial. Yeah. And then of course you forget about yeah. it. And it was just charging me over and over and over again when of course I wasn't even using it. So that like yeah. came to my mind when you were talking about the books and stuff. Yes. That's another thing. Go through your bank account. So print off the last three months worth of statements or just go through it on your phone. You probably have it all downloadable on through your internet banking. Yeah. Go through the, just the last three months just to see what are those things that are coming out regularly that you yeah. one, don't even know about or two, don't even use anymore. Like you may have, you may know about it, but you just don't use it. So yeah. go through and just see what's being charged, what those little things are. I log on to my internet banking every single day. In really? Morning. Yeah. Every single day I log into my internet banking and I just go through um, my accounts just to make sure that nothing extras come out. And the other day it actually happened to me and I was so annoyed with myself. Um, but yeah, just go through, make sure nothing's coming out. So would you say that's a good financial habit then, which is actually kind of my next question that I was thinking about before when you were speaking, what are some of the kind of like daily slash weekly financial habits that we can get into to have a better handle on our money? Yes. So definitely going through your internet banking it doesn't have to be every day i've just gotten into that habit because i just it's just something i do um but at least once a week sit down with your your internet banking your finances and just have a little look what's come into your account as an entrepreneur you're going to have money coming in from every which way so have a look what's come in and have a look where you've spent your money so where have you spent your personal money where have you spent the business money and where has everything gone and just making sure one it's all you so nothing, no fraud or anything has occurred. Yeah. Um, and another thing would just be to make sure that everything's going, you know about it and everything's going where it should be going. So what's coming out of your business account is business related expenses. What's coming out of your personal account is personal related expenses. It'll yeah. just make it easier for tax time and for your accountant as well at the end of the year. 
Um, I love that tip so much. And also for two reasons, a, you know, that I'm like super into like manifestation and I truly do believe the whole concept of where attention goes, energy flows. Since I started tracking my income, it has substantially increased. I track it once a week now. So just like how much did I make this week? And I swear that's helped. It was a tip from lucky, get rich, lucky bitch, the book. And also from that book as well, she speaks about how Oprah still has like a huge like she still goes through all of her finances, has yeah. a lot, and she signs every single check that goes out yeah. of her business. You need to know it's your it's your own. No one is going to care about your personal finances more than you do, ever. You're never going to meet anybody that cares about it more than you do. So you need to treat it as though it's something that's precious to you because it is. You yeah. need to know. Yeah. So, yeah, good honour. <laughs> I'll be doing that. <laughs> I love it. I have a question though. So for someone who's starting a business, what are your thoughts on credit cards and getting a credit card if they maybe don't have a job that can support them getting a coach or they want to, you know, get the software and all of this stuff? Like, do you recommend that they save for it or get a credit card? How can someone handle having a credit card? Like what's, what's all the DL on credit cards? Look, I I love credit cards. I yeah. know that ev- not everyone does. I know yeah. that a lot of finance gurus are against them totally and completely. Um, but I, so I grew up understanding that credit cards are bad. Like my family, no credit cards, against credit cards, never. Since starting at in the banking industry, I understand them more. I've learned yeah. a lot about credit cards. I didn't actually know anything about how they worked or anything like that. Um, I just thought whenever you bought something, you started paying interest on it. Yeah but it's not like that at all. So I, I'm on board with credit cards, 100% are, as long as they're benefiting you, right? Yeah. So as long as you're using them in a way that benefits you. So the way I would say this to somebody who doesn't know much about credit cards or is thinking about getting one, get yourself one with a limit that is manageable for you. So don't go getting one with $15,000 limit if you one only spend maybe two or three thousand dollars a month on expenses because that's just totally ridiculous right so get one with two or three thousand dollar limit yeah um don't go getting one that isn't going to benefit you in the sense of um reward points so there are plenty of options out there for reward points and you can get bonus signups and i know that that's the banking like ploy to get everyone to get a credit card but if you use them to your to your fate in your favor it's awesome i got flights to Washington in September this year for $500 because wow. of the, for the Qantas points I got. Ones. Qantas yeah. Flyer points. Yeah. I've just signed up for a Qantas one. I'm so yeah, excited. It's so good. I like just use it the way that treat the credit. So the $2,000, $3,000 as if it was your own money. Don't yeah. treat it like, Oh, this is just expendable money. Like whatever, like I can do whatever I want with it. Treat it like it's your own dollars and you will have a bit more respect for them because it's not your money to spend and not pay back. You need, yeah. you, you, you're borrowing that $2,000, $3,000. So if you can't afford a coaching course and it's something that you think is going to benefit you long-term and financially, personal development-wise, I, I personally don't see an issue with spending the money on a credit card because yeah. you are keeping yourself accountable. You've spent that money and you know that you need to pay that back. So whether it's over a payment, plan over months you can afford to pay back a thousand dollars a month spend the three thousand four thousand five thousand dollars on the coach pay that back like clockwork yeah interest interest is high you can't get 
good interest rates on a credit card. It's just the way that they work. Yes. But if you can try and avoid as much as you can to pay the interest back, just like I don't, I I enjoy, I like them. Yeah. So, yeah, and it builds up credit. And I know that in Australia, credit isn't as important as it is in the US. Yeah. It doesn't have such a big impact on your capability to you know borrow or pay bills or whatnot. Yeah. But it definitely builds up that credit report quicker. And banks do look at credit reporting. They do. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think that's such an important thing that so many people, and this is, it's frustrating that this isn't taught in schools. And I know this is a big, mm. your passion as well. Yeah. But being in debt is like not necessarily, and we, you know, talk about manageable debt is yeah. not the worst thing in the world because it kind of puts you on the map. You yeah. know, so many people who have this non-existence of any financial yeah. background and go yeah. to get a home loan or something yeah. like that. And it's just, there's no record of anything. Yeah. That is even more difficult than have having, having have had a credit card and paid yeah. it off within the yeah. right time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as you're paying off your credit card very regularly and you're not defaulting and you're not going, you know, above like below your limits, because you can actually, yeah. so say your limit's $3,000, you can actually spend more than $3,000. Like you can go below that $3,000 limit, which is like beyond bad. So don't be doing that. Yeah. Um, just make sure you're paying it off regularly. You're meeting your minimums. If you do decide that it's something that you want to do to afford a coach yeah. and you can't afford to pay off that credit card in full at the end of the month, I'd say just make sure you're paying off the minimums and then some. So as much as you possibly can, don't even bother saving. Just put yeah. all of your money into that credit card to make sure you pay it off as rapidly as possible. Yeah. Um, just so that you can build a good credit history because you don't want to just be building credit history. You want to be building a good, good history. Yeah. So if you're defaulting all the time, it's going to work in the reverse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely just make sure you're paying it off every month or minimums every month. Um, if it's something that you're paying, you know, that's going to benefit your personal development future yeah. if you're going out and going on a shopping spree i was gonna say that like don't go buying it yeah don't get yourself a credit card <laughs> that's that defeats the whole purpose do you know i saw this um quote on instagram the other day and it was i believe from jay-z maybe yeah. um but it was like if you can't afford it twice you know if you can't buy it twice you can't afford it and i guess it, like yeah. that he's talking about you know like gucci bags and things yeah. like that not obviously a holiday or a coach yeah. or something's a little a bit of a different yeah. conversation there's no need to buy it twice but i think yeah. a lot of people you know they max out their personal yeah. capacity and i guess this goes back to what we were talking about before maybe it is for significance maybe it's for social media but mm. A lot of the times, I think that's a really good mentality to have. It's like, if you're not in a financial position to buy that designer bag twice, are you really in a financial position to buy it? Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it, actually, because you most likely you're probably just going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> so the last kind of question that I do have, um, because I, I feel like I could talk about this forever, but obviously yeah, I, don't I could. <laughs> I know. Well, you do, and that's why everyone needs yes. to get this to your podcast. But... I think not, the thing that, again, not a lot of people talk about and not a lot of people know about is the whole concept of tax, right? It is that mm. kind of like blah conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. the such unsexy side of entrepreneurship. It, is. it actually, as a matter of fact, is where so many people get, mm. excuse my language, totally fucked because 100%. they completely forget about their tax. Yep. They take home everything, comes yep. back time, and their business goes under. So. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about your kind of advice for entrepreneurs. How can they really stay on top of their tax mm -hmm. and maybe super, as we call it here yeah. in Australia? Like how can they be really financially savvy in that way? Yeah. Okay. So 
Start by research. You can either talk to an accountant or just research this. So Australia, we have a Money Smart website. I think it's just moneysmart.gov.au. The US, I'm sure, has an equivalent. Um, speak to either an accountant or do your own research and find out what the tax rate is in your country yeah. as a small business owner. So for us in Australia, it's 27.5%. Round mm-hmm. that up to 30 because you don't know what's going to go yeah. on. Yeah. So 30%. 30% of every single dollar that comes into your business you need to put into a separate bank account. So you need to go to the bank and set up your own account. So within your business, under your business name, you'll have two accounts. I want you to have two accounts. So the first account will be for all of your income to come into. Second account, put that 30% of every single dollar into that account. So say, yeah, go on. I was just going to ask, would you say that they do that like weekly as in like look at my finances for the week and then I'll move the 30% across or like monthly? Yeah, so... You could do it weekly if you want. You could just reconcile all of your income at the end of the month. So from the days between the 1st and the 31st of May, you know, over that time period, you'll go through and see how much money you made yeah. and then take out 30% of that, transfer it into your savings account. So once a month, on a, every single month like clockwork, on the first day of every month for the month before, yeah. you'll go in and just do all the calculations and just put that money aside. Yeah. Don't even like that account needs to just be non-existent to you. Yeah. It needs to be $0 balance for the whole year, basically, in your mind. There's, that is not to be touched. So when tax time comes for you to then go and pay your tax bill, you probably have extra money in there, bonus. Like, yeah. as long as you have enough to cover, because the ATO is not forgiving. Like, there will be fees involved if you don't pay your taxes. It'll just keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It will get out of control and you just won't know how to do, deal with it. So it's better to get ahead of it and make sure that you're on top of it all for the year rather than having to scramble at the last minute to try and earn all this income or do frantic launches just yeah. to be able to cover that ATO bill because you're not going to be in the right headspace, absolutely not going to be in the right headspace, and you're just going to be stressed. Yeah. yeah. So just eliminate financial stress wherever you possibly can and that'll just make it easier for you. I love that so much and I feel like that's such a good tip to end on because I don't know, again, with me, with my kind of focus, I love obviously the focus of energy and how we show up and our personal brand and nothing is more detrimental to that than having Mm. financial stress in the background. That's why I'm totally on board with you saying, you know, just have any job just so at least when you're launching your business or even launching a program for the first time, it's not as if you're in a position where you're like, I have to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Because desperation. Yeah. So agree. People can taste your desperation sometimes. A hundred percent. And if it's the wrong course, you're going to continue to try and push that just to make a dollar rather than be able to realize, hang on a second, maybe this is not aligned with my community. Maybe I need to create something different and then focus more time into a new course and totally, you will keep pushing and pushing and pushing for that failed course to work or to come up with something and you'll end up just probably burning out and then hating or resenting the business that you've started. So absolutely keep your, keep your day job until it starts, you know, all the right kind of things start getting into motion for you because you're just, you're doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to your audience. So keep your day job, keep your day job. Yourself, 
do yep. your tax properly and yep. we'll be good in the world yes and do your taxes <laughs> yes 100 <100%. laughs> percent. i love it i love it yeah. thank you so much you don't understand how helpful this was i know so many people in the audience like myself really don't think about this stuff when we first get into business yeah. so i do appreciate it's so awkward um, but thank you for having me pleasure <laughs> what is going on for you at the moment tell the audience where they can find you and what is going on at the moment so everyone can find me at sense of dollars I'm at Sense of Dollars on Facebook and Instagram. So that's all cool. And www.senseofdollars.com is my website. Um, at the moment, I am just putting together a course. So an eight-week self-study course um, and just one-on-one coaching. So if anyone does want to get in touch, feel free. I'm at Sense of Dollars on just everything, basically. I love it. <laughs> and we'll leave, obviously, all of that linked in the the show notes, the description, the bio, whatever the hell it's called on podcasts. I don't know anymore these days, but thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. I honestly really do appreciate your time. I know some of these episodes can be quite long, but the fact that you've taken time out of your day to better yourself is just a shower of how successful you are capable of being because you are investing in you. So I know I am so, so inspired after each and every single one of these Game Changer Chats. I hope you're feeling the exact same way. If you'd like to connect with myself or the guest more, then please do reach out to us on Instagram and I hope you have an awesome day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.